Okay, so I'm on a roll, so I might as well, right? It's, it's one of those divine things that happen sometimes when I am kind of in the flow of my life. And, you know, it used to be that I'd be woken up in the middle of the night and I'd be a little bit unnerved, right? A little bit a little bit annoyed, right? And a little bit impatient and, and feeling like, ah, you know, like what kind of life choices have led to this day that I just can't even get a full night of sleep, right? Like, but lately it's been kind of one of those delights where I'm just like, oh, someone woke me up. Sweet. I get to have a retreat today, right? Like I get to like milk it for all it's worth, right? And so here I am. Um, <laughs> It's kind of a little bit like what I heard one speaker say this weekend that really, it, it touched me in a very um, owning it kind of way. So the speaker that I'm going to talk about, she is so fantabulous. Come on. Like, there's nothing like, okay, so sometimes you hear a speaker and you know that they know they're a good speaker, right? Either that or you know that they're a confident, like, over the top, this is so not hard for them to speak and say whatever they want to say, and it just comes naturally to them, right? But I love when I get to experience a speaker that I, in the past, and you know, when I listened to them this weekend, I always thought they were like a very eloquent, very eloquent, regal, and well thoughtful, thoughtfully well graceful kind of speaker, right? I always looked up to them, right? Because I'm pretty sure I was a young woman around the time that she was like a young woman president, right? Like, I just feel like I knew her so well, right? I felt like she talked just to me, right? And so anyways, um, I got to hear her speak this weekend and I was like, oh, here you are again in this conference that I'm just like random, not randomly, but that I'm at and just so happens that you get to speak at it. That's kind of cool. And so I was looking forward to it because I'm like, yeah, she's great. I love her, right? Like she's got some good solid things to say about stuff. Let's hear what it is. I had no idea how good her talk was gonna be. Holy smokes. She went all over the board. She made it very autobiographical. She talked about her, her creative journey, you know, from childhood to youthhood to momhood, you know, how she was an artist and how she would take the time to just like, like get better at that craft like she she was just constantly improving and constantly like just doing it right and then to the point where you know her parents gifted her a drafting table right and and then as she entered into momhood she you know over time just you know put a little diaper pad on top of the draft table and that was her new symbolic craft right and and I feel like that to me when she talked about that it was Bonnie, I think it's Bonnie L. Oscarson, or I don't remember her middle, but Bonnie S. Oscarson, right? And and I just love that she was willing to embrace that, right? She didn't deny that she wasn't, um, you know, getting to draw anymore. She she embraced, you know, it was like a symbol to me when she said it that way. It made me think that she appreciated her past life that is still her current life, right? There's a reason why she didn't just throw away the drafting table altogether, right? But, you know, it was like foundations. It was like layers upon layers, right? It was like her foundation creativity was drawing, right? 
and her current creativity has to do with diapers, right? And ha has to do with helping living beings grow and become and, and growing a garden of, of childhood, right? And so that was just such a beautiful thing to me. And, and I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm like saying that, yeah, I'm like woken up. There's a reason why I'm woken up, right? Because I've got little people around me that, that live with me, right? That, that I'm housing, that I'm, that I'm contributing to, to keeping them alive and comforting and, and the bedtime parenting stuff, nighttime parenting stuff, and, and just, you know, like nightmares happen at any given time of the day, right? And, and you just, I just have to be there sometimes to just be some kind of person that's willing to support and then all the while, while they're falling asleep, I'm like, okay, well, I can't really get back to bed, so I guess I'm gonna do my little retreat, right? Like, and and that's okay, right? I'm I'm just like getting into that mode where I'm I'm learning to be okay with the rhythms of the life that I've chosen, right? And it's kind of like you know, there's that quote out there that says like, choose your love and love your choice, right? And I'm learning how to do that more and more, right? There's nothing like, you know, sometimes the kids find old videos of all the kids when they were like under seven, right? And those are some of my favorite videos to see. I just, I just tear up every time and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I'm doing this, right? And, and I feel like it's going to be one of those continual things where every 10 years, it's just going to look sweeter and sweeter and sweeter, right? And I'm just going to like cherish it every time more and more and more and more. So anyways, I was blown away by Bonnie, La Bonnie Oscarson's talk. Like that was so good. I liked it so much because here she was being a speaker uh, with so many people. She's a general conference, you know, like she's had that experience before, right? Making speeches like that. And, and then here she is talking about her journey with creativity and writing and, you know, and feeling prompted to, you know, after her kids had grown up to go back to education, post-secondary. And, you know, she, she did a big focus on English, right? As writing and reading. And she did another focus on like an advanced language, right? And she talked about the journey of, you know, her being a younger child and reading and loving reading, right? But then how she over time noticed that there wasn't, she like yearned to be able to pick up a piece of literature that had something to do with her values, right? And her belief system and, you know, that kind of thing and like resonated with that, right? And, and then she talked about, you know, growing up and becoming a better writer and reader and and how hard it was for her to like get better at it, right? And how it had to get revised. And like her first drafts for things were terrible, right? She would talk about that. And, and you know, like it, it was just so sweet the way she was able to talk about that journey because sometimes it's, it's the outside looking in thing all over again. It's like sometimes we look at someone, we see how proficient they are. And that's all we see sometimes, right? We don't see the journey it's taken them to become as good as they are at what they do, right? And so it was just really fun that she took us on that journey. And then I had so much extra respect for her. I was like, here's a humble person ready to serve, even if they didn't totally believe in themselves that whatever they had to say was like as good as it possibly could have been, right? Like they, they just constantly had this egging on that, you know what? 
I might have been able to do a little better there, right? Like, like if I could have done it again, I might have done it this way, right? Like, and and just have this this sincere desire to improve and the sincere desire to to realize that they're not the be all end all, right? Like they really just aren't. And and I just I love learning from humble people, and it was just so nice to see the humility in this this speaker's voice and her and her journey and you know how she was willing to listen to the prompting that she got to to learn swedish right as her advanced learning like advanced and i love this part i love the part in her in her talk where she says you know it was grueling like it was so hard for her to learn this language and she would wonder to herself often like why am i putting in all this work you know why am i doing this to myself but she did it and she pushed through and then later she found out oh hey i have a call to be uh, a temple matron right like in sweet in in sweden right and i was just like oh my goodness that's so cool how you know something that she felt prompted to just stick to eventually led to her being able to have an opportunity later right to be able to serve in a way that that she would have wanted to be equipped to do right and that's what i find with myself too it's like i did personally i had french as the language that was my push of like I get to learn this right now. I'm not going to stop. It is so hard. I have so many tears every week just doing my homework just to like understand what I'm doing and realize that I'm going to give 200% for this and I'm probably going to get a 40%, you know, mark that says, you know, that as my as my number, you know, my assigned number of what they think my work is worth, right? But I know I gave 200%. So it actually is 200% even if they don't think it is right and I had to do that mental game with myself a lot right it wasn't that way at first right I was just pretty downtrodden for the first few years but then after a while I did notice I was improving right and then and it has given me opportunities it's given me more opportunities with different friendships you know different different people that would otherwise feel lonely if they didn't have me knowing their mother language right it's given me opportunities to like help my children learn the language, you know, like and help and just like bridge the gap. I love the way that language helps bridge the gap, right? And I think knowledge does too, right? When you when you enter the learning club, the lifelong learning club, it just gives you an edge of being able to converse and talk with people in a way where where you can relate with what they're talking about just because of the time that you've taken to learn, right? So, so you can have those instant connections. It's kind of like, you know, another speaker that spoke this weekend, like I'll talk a little bit more about them later, but you know, quickly, it, it, I was very moved because they just talked about the importance of, of you know, analyzing and questioning ourselves whether the circle of people that we are influenced by are they all people that have the same lived journey as us you know with the same world perspective or are we opening our horizons so that we can start understanding more people of diverse backgrounds right and and i think that's exactly it that's why you know i learned french right it's not my mother tongue right it's giving me an opportunity to see the world in a totally different way from the perspective in a culture of somebody else completely and becoming immersed and and fluent in their mother tongue right in their lived experience and so 
yeah, I just felt so moved to get to get to hear this mother, right? It, I felt like her talk was like a talk for mothers, right? Because, you know, she talked about her learning about how to be a mom, even though she was more spontaneous than most moms, right? She felt like everybody else just felt compelled to like bake and quilt and, you know, do all these things that, that were so maybe in her mind, I don't know if it was tedious to her or feeling like it was just too, I don't know, too much detail work for the spontaneity that she needed to feel free flow to have. Um, and so she did, she would, she started to just own her, own what she had to bring to the table to her kids. She would make salt dough, you know, with her kids. She would craft and, and like, you know, make sculptures and, you know, she would just enjoy making messy creations at the kitchen table and then later she shared different images of her kids um and the creations that they made as they moved on in life right and it did it made me teary-eyed to just consider the growth and the witness that she got to have of seeing these tiny little people with their tiny little skills advancing and moving on to to make big change right big movement in in their creative lives and, and it just, it was so revitalizing to me. You know, I, I loved her stories of how some of her greatest joys was playing like William Tell Overture and having her kids run around with like sticks under their legs, like, and just be giddy, right? And then I had a, a moment of relate, relating to that because I just thought, yeah, that's what would happen in our house too, right? And, and in the house before that, right? Like, I'm pretty sure my husband said something about how he did the same, right? And, and so we brought it to our kids when they were like, you know, four, three, and one, right? Like, and, and it, they would just run and run and run and run. It was just the most cutest, delightful um, scene ever, right? And then, you know, she shared about just, just being able to delight in the creativity that we can bring into our own homes, right? Like... And that was another thing that I noticed in the other keynote that was the last keynote of the day too. He also said that same thing. He's like, hey, yes, you are a creative being. Yes, you can create creative content, but also realize don't just create creativity for the world. Like allow for that creative spirit and those talents to be honed and cherished and shared within our own walls of our own family and our own home, right? and allow for those talents to, to permeate in, within our own blood, right? And I was just like, huh, this is so cool. I just love it, I love it. I love light-centered creative people. It's just so, so uh, revitalizing, just ah, 